Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. Good evening and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center Gospel Bible Chat Room. I'm Prophetess Ruth Gardner, and we are here tonight. We are finishing, um, well, we're continuing with our um, Bible book study uh, series on the Secrets to Generational Curses by Apostle Alexander Bogani. We're um, going to go ahead and get started. We're going to open up in prayer, and then we'll get, then we'll begin. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, God, for bringing us together, God, one more time to learn of your learn your ways god and learn the tricks of the enemy god we pray god that as we continue to study this book there is any curses in our lives god anything that that has been following us through generations god god we pray god that you would shed a light upon those things and let us see it and help us god give us the strength to be able to war against those things so that we may be delivered god we pray god for forgiveness for anything that we have done anything that anybody in our bloodlines have done lord god we pray god for your forgiveness god and we repent of those things in the name of jesus and God, we pray, God, that you just continue, God, to teach us, God, teach us your ways that we may live upright before you, Father. And God, we pray, God, that you just continue to use the to the teacher on today, God, continue to bless her, God, and to give her wisdom, God, to be able to teach us and to be able to divide your word rightly. God, we just pray that you forever get the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So we were on, we were finishing up the chapter, chapter seven. We went through all the seven abominations and now we're going to the levels of depravity. Um, did anyone find anything in here um, very interesting? Something that you didn't know or something that you were like, oh, I wasn't aware of that. Or, oh, wow, that's interesting. Anyone? Okay. <laughs> y'all get me when y'all <laughs> silent like that. Well, because I, I can't really say that it, uh, I learned anything in the section that I didn't know. Uh, it brought some things back to remembrance. Okay. Like what? Um, like... Well, you haven't read the lesson yet, so I don't know how if you want me to go ahead on things. Well, but, yeah. but basically about David's uh heckler, would you call them? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I I I read it before, I knew about it, but really didn't think about it. So it kind of brought that back up. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. 
but okay okay that's good well and you did yeah we're going to go into that but um so let's start at the levels of depravity of depravity um there's three different levels there's evil wicked and profane um so evil is more than an action it's actually a state of being and the Hebrew definition for it, evil would be too long to write here as it has many facets. Did anybody look at that? Did anybody look at that definition for evil and the Strong's Concordance? I did not. Hmm. I didn't. Did either. you? No, I didn't. I was just curious because he said it was so long. I said, well, I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> But he basically gave a scripture from Isaiah that kind of best describes it in his opinion. And it's Isaiah 5 and 20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute dark for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So it's the opposite of good, um, opposite of light is like a darkness it's it's a state of being um it's not sweet or pleasing it's very um it's very negative it's a negative way of being so the next um level is wicked and it's defined as the state of being wicked <laughs> A mental disregard for just for justice, righteousness, truth, honor, virtue, evil in thought and life. And this is depravity, sinfulness, and criminality. Acts 8:22 reads: Repent therefore of thy wickedness and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee so wickedness is a state of being it's like a mental disregard when you're a wicked person knows they know they they knowledge they know within themselves it's a mental disregard for justice it's not they're not ignorant of it they're just flat out doing it So they have a, they know, they have a knowledge of what's right and wrong, but they, they just do wrong. They don't have any uh, respect for anything, no respect or honor for any, for anything or anybody. They're just wicked. They're evil in thought and life. They just, their whole life's just engulfs wickedness, evilness. You know, they just just a bad person inside and out. They just just mean and wicked. Nothing good comes from them. They're just always just wicked. I mean, I mean, I've I ran into some people who 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 were wicked. And and I was shocked that, you know, that's a why are you so mean? 
Like <laughs> that's the type of person. That's a wicked person. When you just look at them and you like, you look at them like, why are you so mean? Like, what, what, what's your problem, dude? Like, why are you so mean? Wicked, just wicked. And they know it. They know it's not right, but they do it. They do it. Just wicked. And it's sad that there are people walking on this earth that are truly wicked. Sorry. Have you ever ran into anybody like that? Have you ever met someone that's wicked? I mean, seriously, let's talk here. Don't wake up and talk to me. Have you ever met somebody that's just wicked and you question them or have you just seen someone in action? They're like, that's a wicked person. Just this, this, this disrespectful disregard. And they know it, but they do it anyway. Can you think of someone that's like that, that fits that description? Anybody in school you've seen or anybody in your jobs, your past jobs or, you know, school? It just was just wicked, just a mean person, like a bully. That's a wicked person, somebody who's a bully. Don't you think? No. You don't think so? Mm -mm. Why? I can be. A bully can be wicked, but I don't think all bullies are wicked. Okay. Why? Why? Because mm -hmm. a lot bullies come from a place of hurt because they're being themselves mm -hmm. and they it's like they don't have any um it's like a little it's like a little power trip to them a little bit mm -hmm. but it's not it's not like them trying to be wicked it's just them trying to have some type of control of their life because they don't have any control probably back home usually usually at home mm -hmm. now people that's abusing the bully they might be wicked because a lot of times adults now they may be in a house of wicked people and that corruption hasn't a lot of times sometimes it sets in into a bully a child or whatever but um i think you know sometimes it it, it doesn't that child kind of has like an intervention if you will but the adults that I think adults that abuse children and do all kinds of craziness to kids. And I think those are wicked people, but I haven't met, thank the Lord, anybody personally. I've only, you see it on the news all the time, these wicked people, you know, especially I just saw news where these seven men gang raped two toddlers in the bathroom. So oh, God. That, <laughs> that in my, that's wicked. <laughs> They were two and three years old, and these are grown men. So, something like that, and coming across anybody like that, I don't, I have not come across. Now, I may have in passing, you know, may have, but I, no, I no. yeah, I don't know. I've never met anybody. That's terrible. Very. <laughs> that's wicked. That's, that's profane. Dang, wicked. That's profane, which is the next one. <laughs> it's not nice segue. It is up. Oh God. Oh my God. The oh God. Seven men with two toddlers. Yep. I'm sorry. That 
Yep, Ooh. the top uh, two and three years old. Oh my god! Jesus. Yep. God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lord, Lord have mercy. Okay. That's, that's just straight evil. That's what's happening in the earth. And you look at the news and you see all profane. You see it all. Every definition that he put out in his book. I'm like, yep, you see that in the news. Yep, you see that in the news. Yep, you see yeah. that. Yep. That's crazy. That just made my heart. I'm serious. Give me a minute. That seriously made my heart drop. I mean, my heart hurts right now. Yeah, my heart hurt too. I I had to go into some prayer because I was just like, "Are you serious right now?" Seven men with two toddlers. Yep. Where was this at? Do you know what city it was? Oh, I well definitely wasn't Florida. I don't remember the state. I don't oh, yeah, remember. Florida. <laughs> definitely wasn't Florida. They had to kill uh, them. <laughs> no, not. Florida because he they um Florida now has a thing where if anybody rapes someone, they are getting the death penalty. That is the punishment, yeah. rape, death penalty. I know. I know. See, that's why you know people talk about Florida, but there are certain laws that they they pass that I kind of agree with some of the laws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is horrible. I don't oh, remember this. Well, we definitely pray for the family. Jesus. Um yeah. so profane is Defined as not holy because unconsecrated, impure, or defiled, unsanctified, serving to debase or defile what is holy, and um, an irreverent, obscene, vulgar. Excuse me. The scripture is Ezekiel twenty-eight sixteen. By the multitude of thy merchandise. They have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering sheriff, from the midst of the stones of fire. Profane is something that has been defined as not holy because of it's been desecrated. Okay? It's been defiled. Something has been defiled and is profane now. Um, it's not it's not blessed of God, it's not holy of God, it's just um impure and defiled, unsanctified. And that is something that act that those men did to those two children, that's now that's straight up profane. That is that is oh my god, that is horrible, absolutely horrible and wicked that they would do such a thing to those innocent children like defile them like that I can't believe they did that I really can't that is so terrible so that are, those are the three definitions those are the three levels of depravity anybody have any questions or anything you want to add to so evil is a state of being Okay, being evil. Um, I would say when someone is evil or being evil, I think there's, there's, they can come out of that. You know what I'm saying? Would you agree that that's like the first level, that's the lowest level of depravity, like just being evil, just maybe doing something evil or doing something wrong to somebody, you know, deem as being evil? 
But when you go to the other levels, I think you're kind of going into like a permanent type of state of being. Would you agree or disagree to that as far as like being wicked and being profane? Because when you're profane, it's like you're defiled. Like you just. Yes. I think like levels. Yeah. I feel that if you if, if I, I, I think I think it's doable for each level, but I think it gets harder mm -hmm. to come back out of it. Yeah, I think it it gets much much harder to come out of it. Much prayer and much fasting for the wicked mm -hmm. and the profane. I don't know about but the about the profane. Maybe the wicked, but I don't know about the profane though, Joy. Mm -hmm. I think you know as you get that to that point, I don't think there's any coming back from that. Well, when you get into the curses and stuff like that, some of them are irrevocable. Yeah, the curses, yeah, but just the levels of depravity. I don't know, because. Well, let's look at the scripture. Let's go back to, let's look at the scripture, uh, profane. The, the example he used, by the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, for the midst of the stone oh, of fire. That's, that's talking about Lucifer. Right. So profane. And there's no coming back from that. Yeah. I forgot about that scripture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, now in the scripture in Acts that he used for wicked, it says, repent therefore of thy wickedness. So evil and wicked, there is a possibility of coming back and repenting from that profane. But when you're profane, you're just, it's like a Reprobate. rap. Yeah, it's pretty much just a rap. So. All right, so now he talks about special curses and sins. Um, these are like certain um, things that happened um, as a result of now something that he that he points out before um, we go into this, and he said, um, and I'm going to read it because I want you to understand because I don't want to kind of paraphrase and get it all mixed up. But he said, before we go on, let me state emphatically that Christ broke the power of all curses. That right there, okay? So don't, don't think or feel that, you know, oh my God, I got this curse. Oh my God, I got this curse. Oh, that's me right there, you know, because you can look at some of these things like, oh, that's me. Or, you know, you want to go into this serious deliverance and repentance and stuff. And But we know that because we are of Christ, these these things have been forgiven us they have been washed we have been purified i believe this book is giving us an uh, inkling or an uh, or another uh avenue of study as to um why like certain people like me may come in contact with as we're ministering we may see something or pick something up as we're ministering and this book i think will give us is giving us an idea and a, a knowledge of where we are or where that person is in relationship to the, to God, in relationship to their level of, of, of healing or deliverance that is necessary. 
okay? His substitutionary work on the cross paid the penalty for all sins and curses. Appropriating the redemption found in Jesus can break even the deepest of curses. I felt it necessary to say this because I don't want this book to present a doom and gloom narrative for the believer. We are victorious in Christ and we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We have been equipped with the Holy Scriptures and the armor of God to be able to withstand all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Let this reminder serve as a major encouragement as you continue to read this book. The truth contained within these pages is not intended to glorify evil nor take away the redemptive power of the cross, but rather to admonish you to be more aware of the devil's devices. The following list of curses isn't absolute or exhaustive, but rather an observance for scriptures that can either be true or worth looking into for further revelation. Okay. That's why I wanted to read that part because I don't want any of us to get the idea or, you know, the feeling like, you know, we got all these things going on in our bloodline. We got this going on, we got that going on. You know, it's to give us insight on how curses, it really kind of gives you insight on how curses work if they operate and how to um, get out of them or break that, break that curse off of you. Amen. 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 All right. So going on, he talks about the perpetual curse, these different curses. A perpetual curse is judgment from the courtroom of heaven that is deemed irrevocable. That means it's it's unable to revoke. You can't cancel it. You can't recall. It's unalterable or irreversible. So that means this curse is perpetual. It's just going to go on and on and on and on. We find many instances in both the Old and New Testament where the Lord cursed someone or someone with an irrevocable curse. And the scripture that he talked about um, in the Old Testament, oh yeah, yeah, this is the one. In the Old Testament, God cursed a lot of nations and, you know, cause a lot of nations to be like utterly destroyed and wiped off the face of the earth um, because of their idolatry. And um, Jesus cursed the fig tree in the New Testament for not bearing fruit. So sometimes, like in the Old Testament, we see, we saw where... Um, you know, a nation will come against Israel and God will come in and um, either put a curse on them or cause uh, people to fight up against them and that they will be destroyed completely. Even with Lucifer, he cursed Lucifer and banned him from heaven. So that's a perpetual curse. Lucifer is never, ever allowed to return back to um, heaven. And he also cursed the uh, serpent in the garden. So the curse for the serpent was that from that on, from now on, he is going to crawl on his belly and eat the dirt. And so now we see 
that serpents, that's what they do. They, they're like, they're snakes. They crawl on their belly and they eat the dirt. I wonder what a serpent looked like before then. You ever wonder that? Perhaps like a lizard? Just to speculate. Oh, wow. I always thought they walked upright. Because he could, I don't know, because he said, on your belly, you should go. Because I'm thinking they were standing upright and he just made them go down on their bellies. I don't know. Don't don't laugh at me. Right. Almost like um, <laughs> gecko. No, like a uh, like a dragon of some sort, like just upright. Yeah. Yeah. See, dragons walk on all fours like a like a lizard as well. But they can walk on like their hind legs too. Y'all, just curious, because he says that too, though. Huh? I've wondered that too. I I I envisioned it being more upright. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was walking because 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 of the fact that he says oh, oh, the belly. Yeah. I don't think I don't think like a lizard because. Nah, I don't think I don't think it was I don't think it was anything like a lizard. That's what I've always envisioned. Nah. Maybe I needed something more upstanding, upright, like. Yeah. Because of that phrase, on your belly you shall go. So I'm like, okay. But anyway, this is a sidebar. Um, so here um, in the book of Second Kings, we see Gehazi, the servant of Elisha. Um He received Babylonian clothing from Naaman, the Syrian, even though Elisha had forbidden him to do so. The end result was a perpetual curse of leprosy upon him and his descendants forever. Wow. Look at the verse, 2 Kings 5.27. Because you have done this, you and your descendants will suffer from Naaman's leprosy forever. When Gehazi left the room, he was covered with leprosy. His skin was white as snow. Disobedience, well, caused a perpetual curse on him. Gehazi's curse was along the same lines as that of Achan and taking the accursed thing in Joshua 7 in that it caused the courtroom of heaven to declare a perpetual curse upon him and his bloodline. So as we see from scripture, there is a biblical premise for perpetual curses. Okay, we see the biblical premise for perpetual curses. Uh, it looks like it's kind of rebellion um, can cause it because Lucifer rebelled against God. Um, disobedience, Gehazi example. Um, trying to think of another. Idolatry. So it all depends on the, I think it depends on the level. Once again, the level or degree of the of the sin that's committed as to whether or not it's going to be deemed as a perpetual curse, a temporary curse as what we're getting ready to talk about 
and as um, an unintentional curse. So with the temporary curse, um, the judgments are released from heaven for bad behavior. And um, it's like it's like a curse, but that can be lifted. It's like a little spanking, like you're getting um, beat down. Oh, <laughs> show me to the picture. That was that's the, that's the serpent. <laughs> that looks like a lizard. Yeah. So I, I was looking at it. Picture. Maybe it had yeah. legs before, and it, and it made it so it don't get, got legs anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay. So apparently there are lizards that walk up on two feet, by the way. Ah, okay. Mm hmm. Interesting. I was like, what is this? I just kept looking like, what is this? Hmm. So anywho... So these temporary curses or plagues are on someone as a result of a disobedience. But if once they repent and get themselves together, it's lifted. And that's pretty much what it was saying about this. It's like a form of a spanking or, you know, like when you do something wrong, you know, you, you get a spanking, um, you know. So um, that's what this this one talks about. Um People talks about the situation with Korah rebelling and how Aaron had to go between God and the people because of their rebelliousness. Um, God was angry at the people and he started, they, they started dying. Korah and his clan went down and then he just started going through the whole, um, the whole group, the whole, the whole nation. And by the time um, Aaron was able to get in and, and hold or stand the hand of God to hold him back and, and to have him stop doing what, you know, coming through and killing the people. It was 14,700 people died. Um, not including Korah. No, it says including Korah and his defectors. Exactly. 14,700 people died in this instance. So, um, God will cause a temporary curse until it is appeased by, like lots of times in the Old Testament, they would do things um, and they had to do a burnt sacrifice to send a, a burnt offering to hold the hand of God, to stop God from bringing wrath upon them or, you know, doing something like that. Um, and that's what the temporary curses or plagues um, kind of represent. So if they did something wrong and God was hand was, you know, was forced to move and he came down, they would have to do something in order to appease God and to stop the curse. Um, in Numbers 16, 46 to 50, I'm going to read it. He said, and Moses said to Aaron, quick, take an incense burner and place burning coals on it from the altar, lay incense in it, on it and carry it out among the people to purify them and make them right with the Lord. The Lord's anger is blazing against them. The plague has already begun, and Aaron did as Moses told him and ran among the people. 
plague had already begun to strike down the people, but Aaron burned the incense and purified the people. He stood between the dead and the living, and the plague stopped. But 14,700 people died in that plague, in addition to those who had died in the affair involving Korah. Then because the plague had stopped, Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance of the tabernacle. So temporary curses do happen, but don't remain forever. Psalms 103.89 declares that God will not remain angry forever. Prayer and repentance can cause this curse to be revoked. So um, the incense represents the prayers of the saints. So if something like that, or you feel that something has happened out of disobedience, sometimes things will happen to us. Like you figure like certain things will start to happen. Like, you know, something's off, something's wrong, something's not right. And, you know, when you go before the Lord in prayer, sometimes they'll tell you, Sometimes he revealed to you. Sometimes someone will come to you and say the Lord told them or they had a dream. And it's it, sometimes it's something that you've done that you have to repent for. And you'll, you'll be like, like, you're not like everything's going wrong. Like, it's like, um, like there's a dark cloud over you. Like sometimes you're like, there's a dark cloud over me. Like what's going on? Like everything's going wrong. I like was, you know, why is this happening? Why, you know, like it's not like bad, bad things, but like bad things aren't going right for some reason. Like, and, and you just you feel off or feel like there's something, something's going on. And and nine times out of ten, when you go to the Lord in prayer or you go in, down and fasting, God will reveal something to you. God will tell you something, and then when you pray and and repent or pray and and do then it lifts. You feel that thing lift off of you. That sometimes is like a temporary plague or not so much as a, a leprosy or anything like that, but just some things like, you know, your blessings may be halted or, or you, um, something may be blocking your breakthrough or something may be blocking your blessings or something may be blocking, you know, you trying to, um, get a job or you're trying to find work. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can't seem to find anything or, you know, what is it, God? Like when I um, changed jobs, I was looking for a job for, for over a year. I'm going to be honest with you. I was looking for a job over a year and I could not find anything. And then when I did have interviews, I did not get it. And I was like, okay, God, what is going on? Like, what is happening? What, what am I doing wrong? You know, I was doing prayer. I was fasting. I was seeking him you know, in prayer and in fasting to find out, is it something that I did or something that I need to do, something I need to repent of? So I was going in prayer and surely enough, the Lord spoke to me and I got some things together, got it straight. And once I did that, wham, I got this job. <laughs> I was gone. It was like one, two, three, skidoo. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to make sure that you, even though you're walking upright before the Lord and you're saved and you you love God and you 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 know you're obeying his commandments sometimes we we don't get it right we don't always get it right sometimes we'll just we, you know we're straight off the path a little bit that reminds me of the story with um um who was it Moses remember Moses was getting ready to cross over and um there was the angel standing there getting ready to kill him do y'all remember that story there was getting ready to cross over and some they were getting ready to move some they were going somewhere and there was an uh an angel with a sword and he was ready to strike him down and and 
what stopped him was his wife. His wife, the children, somebody wasn't circumcised. I think the children, I think their son, his sons weren't circumcised. Something like that. And so when she circumcised him, the angel stepped back and let them let them go forth. Do you remember that story? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So um that right there. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I was just saying she got mad at him, I think. And um, yeah, she kind of she kind of went off on Moses for it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the story. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah. So that in itself can be considered as like almost like a curse or a plague because he was getting ready to um he was getting ready to slay him. The angel was getting ready to kill him. But because that he she did that and you know circumcised the the people then the angel stood back and let you know let them proceed and let them go ahead and do what they needed to do. Okay. So, um, so what am I saying? If you feel like sometimes you know things are a little wonky in your life or a little, you know, kind of just go go in prayer, go before the Lord and pray. You know, make sure that you know you didn't do something unconsciously, unintentional, where we go, you're ready to go to. And unintentional because we can do certain things that causes things to happen to us unintentional and not know it and the one story that we talk about um, with this lesson is about Shemai how you spell his name Shemai 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 I couldn't pronounce that either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say Shimei. Shimei. Shimei, thank you. Shimei was um, someone who cursed David. And he didn't think he was wrong about it because he heard were, heard that David was uh, guilty of something that was not true and um Shimei Shimei took the side of King Saul and was team Saul you know it was team David and then it was team Saul he was team Saul <laughs> and so he was yelling and cursing at David and he felt that I guess David took the kingdom um, unrightfully. And David didn't say anything. David didn't respond. He just, you know, let, her, let him say whatever. Um, because maybe, you know, David thought maybe it's true. Maybe, you know, God is allowing this curse to come upon me. Da, 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 da. So he didn't say anything until he got ready to die. And he told Solomon about it. And when it got out that it was not true, um, that David was clear with this thing. David spoke to his son Solomon on his deathbed and told him to avenge him from this that Shimei had, Shimei had did. And that's in 2 Samuel. You can read that. Let's go to 2 Samuel 5 through 8. And it reads, As King David came to Behurim, a man came out of the village cursing them. It was Shimei, son of Gera. From the same clan as Saul's family, he threw stones at the king and at the king's officers. 
and all the mighty warriors who surrounded him. Get out of here, you murderer, you scoundrel, he shouted at David. The Lord is paying you back for all the bloodshed in, in Saul's clan. You stole his throne, and now the Lord has given it to your son, Absalom. At last, you will taste some of your own medicine, for you are a murderer. This is what Shimei, Shimei was saying to David. And David, you know, because Absalom, we know his son, Absalom, revolted against him and, and took the kingdom. And so David, to avoid going against his son, he left. And so um, he thought maybe of all the bloodshed, all the things that he did, maybe, maybe Shimei was right. Shimei, whatever his name is, Shimei. Maybe he thought he was right. You know, he felt that he deserved this. Um, reading on, then David said to Abishai and to all his servants, my own son is trying to kill me. Doesn't this relative of Saul have even more reason to do so? Leave him alone and let him curse for the Lord has told him to do it. And perhaps the Lord will see that I am being wronged and bless me because of these curses today. So David and his men continued down the road and Shimei kept pace with them on a nearby hillside, cursing and throwing stones and dirt at David. The sad story about Shimei's accusations were not founded on truth, but on a rumor. Okay, let's pause right here for a second. <laughs> That's why the Bible says, judge nothing before it's time. Sometimes we go off of something somebody said, and we'll believe it. And then we'll start talking bad about them. We'll start running them down. Start saying all kind of crazy stuff. And you don't know the truth. It could be a flat out lie. And because you opened your mouth. And chimed in on it. You have just now caused a curse to come upon yourself. Because remember the abominations. What was one of them? Fine time. There you go. Boom. Yep. So, um, this was interesting. Um, and, and when you read it, you know, you just thought, oh, our poor guy, he just upset. He's just upset. He just, he just, he's, he's mourning. He's upset. But no, it's it was it's a little bit more than that. I mean, he didn't realize it. He was unintentional. He was just venting. He was upset. He was upset. He felt, you know, he heard the rumor that this was, you know, David and and what he did, and you're gonna burn for this. It's like you're gonna burn for this, you know, and 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 it was and it wasn't true. It was false. It was not true. It was a rumor, and he ran with it. And a lot of us. A lot of people today run with rumors and we see it. We see so much of it on social media. As a matter of fact, we've been seeing some of it lately, how people are just taking stuff and running with it and saying all kinds of stuff. And it's, you know, not knowing the true facts, not knowing everything that's going on, but just going for broke, chiming in on stuff, saying their opinion about stuff and, don't know the whole truth. So, yeah. So, Absalom 
usurped, usurped his way to the throne and it cost him his life. Years later, the facts of Absalom's death were known to the children of Israel and it became clear that David was innocent under rumor. David's final words to Solomon before his death, he told Solomon to take sure he repaid Shimeon, Shimeon, Shimeon. I'm sorry, I'm just messing this man's name up the whole entire time. Shimei. 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 I'm sorry. For the evil he caused. And remember Shimei, son of Gerah, the man from Bahiram, Bahiram and Benjamin. He cursed me with a terrible curse as I was fleeing to Manahem. Where he came down to meet me at the Jordan River, I swore by the Lord that I would not kill him. But that oath does not make him innocent. You are a wise man. You will know how to arrange a bloody death for him. Like, you know how to take care of him. Wow. Many believers curse themselves unintentionally with half-truths, assumptions, or misinformation. This happens a lot at church when it comes to the congregation and their leadership. Many believers who are in serving and leadership roles in their local churches can misjudge the actions of a particular leader, sometimes their pastors, and make off-color comments towards them based on their own limited understanding. Immediately, these persons experience unnecessary warfare that alters their lives, and yet such issues are misunderstood as common trials. Whoa. Rather, they are really judgments from heaven because of their careless behavior and how they handle God's anointed servants. So, some people go through stuff. It ain't. It is. It's not because of a test or a trial or something that God's um, taking you through. It's because you did something wrong. So sometimes when you go through some things, that's all I was saying before. When things feel a little off or things don't seem right, you want to go to God in prayer. Want to make sure that you didn't say something or did something to somebody that will cause this un, unintentional, temporary uh, curse, you want to call that, on you. Um, and, and it's not just a trial that God's taking you through. Because sometimes we'll look at it and think it's a trial that God has taken us through. When actuality, it's something you said is a curse that you put upon yourself by something you said or something you did or something you didn't do. Now, I don't ascribe to the touch not my anointed view that has been abused by many who pose as servants of God, but God does defend his servants who serve him faithfully, regardless of their obvious flaws. Many times believers unintentionally curse themselves. We are currently living in the days of Shimei where unintentional accusations are the norm, especially on social media. But right now, heaven is saying you can break the effect of the unintentional curses by asking the Holy Spirit to reveal any situations where unintentional curse exists and offering sincere prayer of repentance to be cleaned from it. If you don't think unintentional sins are real, then read the following verse. If one individual commits an unintentional sin, the guilty person must bring a one-year-old female goat for a sin offering. Numbers 1527. Then it ends in prayer of freedom. So um yeah, you can you know the Bible also says that your mouth can become a trap or a snare 
to your own self. Like sometimes, you know how they say open mouth, enter foot? That's it. <laughs> open mouth, enter foot. You know, you open your mouth, enter foot. You 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 say sometimes you, you say something and you just, you know, how you say it? Um sipping on the Kool-Aid and don't know the flavor. All those little, all those little things. You know, so yeah, we gotta be careful. That's all we do. One thing it just pray, pray, pray and ask God to give you clarity, give you revelation. What is it, God? Is it something I need to know or what I need to pray about. So that's why, you know, sometimes, you know, we we it tells us to be slow to speak. That's one of the important things. This being slow to, you know, sometimes silence is golden. Silence is really golden. And sometimes it's not good, you know, especially when you're out amongst people and amongst coworkers and amongst friends. Sometimes it's good just to be quiet because sometimes you can get caught up in conversations and you can say something and and it can come out wrong. And even with that, people will take your, your words and twist them and run and tell, you know, it's it's a whole Pandora, Pandora box you can open up sometimes when you get in those crowds and start talking. It's really bad because gossip and all that stuff start to happen and you find yourself in the midst of it. So you got to be careful. Just be careful. Mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> Um, that's it. Anybody have any questions, any comments? I felt that this was a very good uh, lesson. Oh, I was thirsty. I, I finished. I just read that whole story. I'm in Second Kings right now. The whole Shimei and Solomon. Mm -hmm. Um, after after Solomon. I pay attention. You know, little words get me when you read something in the Bible. It's just like, hmm. Mm -hmm. After Solomon finally killed Shimei, the Bible says that Solomon's, like his kingdom was established. After he killed Shimei, because he already been ordained, anointed David already. You know, his brother tried to take over the, the, the thing, but, you know, he was already in the position. And once he killed Shimei, it said that his kingdom was established. And I was just like, wow. Wow. He had to get rid of that curse. Yep. Yep. So I just thought that that was interesting to me. That's very interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Very interesting. Yeah, so we have to, um, you know, just kind of just be careful. Yeah. Pastor John, you have something you want to discuss? No, I just don't have my microphone on. Uh -huh. I mean, I don't have it off. Oh. So, um, that's going to conclude our lesson for tonight. Um, so, we're going to go ahead and be dismissed. Unless anyone have any comments or any questions. Everybody good? in the hood 
So um, we're going to go ahead and be dismissed. And we're going to ask, uh, Joy, can you dismiss us, please? Father, we thank you for allowing us to come together once again. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come together and learn of you on tonight. We pray that everything that was taught, everything that was, was revealed to us tonight, Lord, let us hide it in the tables of our heart. Father, let us continue to hide your word in the tables of our hearts. Father, I pray that if we found ourselves in any part of this lesson on tonight, I pray, oh God, that you would give us a spirit, a spirit of repentance and that you would forgive us if we were found in any of these situations, any curses, anything that we may have said or done unintentionally, anything that we may have, you know, spoken or found ourselves involved with. Father, we ask for your forgiveness on tonight. And we ask that you would make it clear to us, show us, Lord, if there's anything that we don't know about, show us, reveal it to us, Holy Spirit, reveal it to us so that we may get it right with you. Because we know, Father, that you are coming back soon for a church without spot or blemish. And Father, we want to be pure. We want to be upright. We want to be righteous before you. And we don't want any hindrances. We don't want to give the enemy any footholds or any inches, God. We want to shut him out and shut him down out of every area of our life so that you may rule, reign, and abide with us forever. And so, Father, we thank you. We love you. We give your name, the praise, the glory, and the honor. Father, I ask that you would allow us to rest on tonight. I pray that you would drive out any spirit of confusion, drive out any spirit of stress, anxiety, drive out any spirit of insomnia in the name of Jesus. May we find rest on tonight. And when we wake, may we find all things well. Father, speak to us in visions and dreams tonight. Whatever you want to say to us, reveal it to us in our dreams and uh, visions on tonight. Father, we thank you. We give you the name, the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired. If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app which is the dollar sign VLCC life we also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link may God bless you and may your day always be victorious